Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Avanelli spots out. Emerson! Welcome back uh, to the Borough Breakdown podcast. And well, another defeat for Borough. Uh, three out of the four last home games we've lost. Um, all in the defeat and pressure starting to mount on the Borough Manager Tony Pulis. Um, Dana, we're going to start off with you. Um, and it's a question from Tom Muldowney, and he asks Are the players letting Tony Pulis down, um, or is he the main reason as we are so poor at the moment? Um, well, I touched on it briefly last week um, in regards to this question. Um, I think the players have to shoulder just as much responsibility as the man that picks them. Um, players have, have missed clear cut chances. Britt has, Hugo has, Flint did against Burton, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> Bessich threw the game for us against Blackburn. Uh, but the book always uh, stops with the manager. Um, I think questions have to be asked as to why Pulis is set up so uh, defensively. I think we had six defensive minor players on the pitch uh, mm-hmm. against Sheffield Wednesday, and we had the likes of Tav, Wing, and Hugo, and Braithwaite as well on the bench. Um, I'm not really surprised uh, as to why we've missed so many of those clear-cut chances. I mean, the players are probably starstruck that they've got out their own half. So, <laughs> but, I mean, I think it's a it's a bit of both, to be honest. Elsie, the same. Yeah, I feel um, you know no one's immune to criticism, but you know it has to be a, a shared thing. Anything that goes wrong um, at a football club is not just down to, to one person. Um, yeah, the, the lineups have been a bit questionable. Um, the certain players. You know where he's saying, "No, we don't have width. We don't have this." You know, there's certain players who can do it um, if you put them on the pitch, but we're still leaving them on the bench. So, but at the same time, when they're going out, the performances are not good enough from some of the players. Um, that goal against uh, against us on Saturday, uh, or sorry, on, on Boxing Day, um, was far too easy. We could see Adam Reach's run coming from a mile off. Yeah. Um, but no one tracked it, um, even when he got in the box. It, you know. Tackles were half-hearted, so yeah, I think it falls down to both, really. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the the you both mentioned it. But I think the seven-two-one, which, which he's playing, um, <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a bit too defensive. Um, even though he's probably said we're playing like more of a three-five-one-one, um, or a five-three or five-four-one, however he wants to play. Um, but I don't mind if you play like defensive, like say if you're playing like a Manchester City or like a 
I'm manually out of the month because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is doing absolute bits in two games but um, we kind of deserve that yard because they're gonna, probably going to turn you quite quickly and then move the ball um, really well um, but we're playing against Sheffield Wednesday like they haven't won a, pretty much won a game all season away from home like take a risk a little bit put, maybe it's a good time to, to put the players in I appreciate we're in a bit of a busy spell at the moment in terms of Christmas but you kind of like have to give it a go like you've just won 1-0 against Reading if you win again uh, against Chef Wednesday you know you come at the Ipswich game there's not really much pressure and then like hope we don't be talking like how lucky we are um, but I think you're right then like, confidence is shot players are out of form and I'm not really surprised um, about the way we're playing at the moment but um, I think the way we set up hinders confidence to an extent um, because we're dropping so deep to play and it's an outlet so it, it, I think it is demoralising um, but speaking about that Els Chef Wednesday Adam Reach 1-0 um, goal I think we've seen from an absolute mile away um, but no complaints with the 1-0 defeat um, I think they, I think they deserved it um, once we got the goal I thought they contained as well we didn't really look threatening um, and a lot of people seem to be saying that even though Tony Pulis thinks because we put in gazillion crosses that you know we should be scoring when you know when you're watching it it didn't feel like we were ever going to score we didn't we don't have we don't have clear cut chances um or we're too slow moving the ball through the midfield um you know which is quite evident because you're playing we were playing so deep with them uh, there was no sort of outlet because we didn't have tav on the pitch yeah you don't have no one who's being that much creative because wing what you seen when wing and tav came on how much it changed like wing was spraying the balls out wide to george when he was making the runs um so just overall, I mean, even when we did try the good things and we lost the ball, I said, I said to you, when, when Fry tried to play out from the back, it's the right idea, but because he lost the ball and the fans got on his back for it, he didn't attempt it again. Mm-hmm. It was the same with House and House and made one forward run, didn't receive the pass from, I think it was Besic, and he didn't attempt it again. So it was like, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, Besic was awful, I thought. Oh yeah, again, yeah. His stats were like, surprisingly quite good as well, but then yeah, like, the it, stats yeah. and... Physical performance can be completely different things. Mm. You might have a hundred percent passing rate, but you might want to pass it to your keeper and back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's the thing. It's like a spinning top, isn't it? He just pirouettes yeah. Yeah. about five or six times and then passes it backwards. It's just predictable. Everything about it is just predictable. I think it's just like I, I mentioned it about confidence. He's, his confidence just looks absolutely shot. He's half the player than what he was like um, that last season. But um, I think we played in their hands against. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday and if I was like the Sheffield Wednesday manager all I could probably say was alright lads first 20 minutes they're going to try and get on your back a little bit it's a big crowd just sit a little bit deeper than usual and just get usual outlets usual wing backs um, then once we get the ball and one half board it's going to go and run to their halfway line we're going to sit on, they're going to sit on their own penalty box at home against us 16th in the league barely won a game all season but you know what? have the confidence lads get the ball pass it on your wings and you know what do a long ball over the top because Friend and McNair trying to play up the pitch. So there's mm. going to be gaps, and then what happened? All over the top. That was a yeah. good ball as well from Bannon. Yeah. Bannon. Oh, Barry Bannon had a field day the other day. We made him look like Prime Pearl or something. It was like, it was ridiculous. It's, it's Barry Bannon, do you know what I mean? It's um, But like, that's what I say. He had, he had so much space because we dropped back. So he was just like, had so much time on the ball to pick out passes like that. I seen the tweet saying that we made uh, Barry Bannon look like Andreas Iniesta. I was like, in his prime, I was like. <laughs> I say that, um, but I was quite happy for Adam Reach to be fair. The score, like, and it's in terms of like, if you have any player to score, then, yeah, Adam Reach. 
Do you think uh, questions have to be asked to Darren Randall? Well, yeah, beat from there. I kind of agree with you there because I was it, looking he at came him. and stopped, didn't he? And came again and stopped and then. Yeah, yeah I think because um, of how good he has been this season and kind of the other positions that we we focus on, we sometimes forget about Randolph and mm. we just kind of like you know leave him out of the analysis. But yeah, it was poor. There's multiple errors though to that goal if you watch it back. Um, there's like there's no press. He has too much space in the ball. Um, Clayton's still a bit touch up position. Um, Bezic is obviously too far on the pitch, not tracking. That ball over the top, it catches Fry off guard a little. I think it's Fry on it. Yeah, it's Fry off guard a little bit. And then again, there's there's Randolph. So there's multiple errors to the goal, and there's always going to be errors to, to every goal that's scored. Um, just in football in general, if everyone was perfect, it'd be nil nil every week because there's everyone's defence is so good and all that kind of jazz. But um, one question really after the game, um, and it's an open question, so who, anyone can answer it. But um, we ran a poll uh, yesterday, it was a bit quieter than usual, but we'll, we can repost it after this. And it was um, the future of Tony Pulis should he stay or should he go, um, or should we give him January? Uh, Dana Elliott? Um, for me, uh, I'd think give him January because, um, well, as much as you know, he's not using the players as I've just said um, and lining up defensively, um, you know, give him January is almost like his. Yeah, we can judge him after that if he gets in the yeah. players that he's been saying he's wanted. Um, you know, let him get those players in. You know, it looks like we're being proactive so far with Van der Parra, um, you know, being imminent in the next couple of days. Then, um, you know, give him um, a chance to see what he can do because, I mean, his contract's up in, in the summer anyway. I mean, what's the point in trying to, you know, if we sack him now, you're just saying the season's over anyway, but you might as well give it a go with him and see what happens if he gets those players mm. in that he wanted. Um it is tough, obviously, because it has been the form has been shocking in December, and the way we've played has not—it's not even just been the results. The way we've played has been awful. Um, but you know, like I said, he, he doesn't have the players, so he says that he wanted. He, he said at the beginning of the season, we're not good enough to go up. So let's see what we can do in January. Dana, are you hashtag peel this out? <laughs> I am, but I think it would be stupid to get rid of him now because you bring in a new manager in January he's got to assess the squad that he's got at his hmm. disposal and I just think it's a very awkward time to bring in a new uh, yeah. a new coach yeah. so yeah. I agree with Elliot I think give him give him January see what happens and then kind of assess it at the end of the season if he was to go uh, who would you probably get in the last uh, Ikanovic is free Ayol Karanka is surprisingly under pressure um, would you have him back? you know what I think people are a bit rose tinted the glass a little bit with Karanga. Um, he did walk out. We lost the dressing room. Um, although he was really good and it was probably one of the best best three years I've seen. It was. I think we've burnt. He's burnt too many bridges a little bit now. And, mm. and some of that team's still there. If we had like a whole new team, then I'd be like, oh well, maybe you know we could probably get him back. Um, but now I don't, I don't think so. But I'm very very surprised that he's under pressure. I think they were three 0 up against Norwich with like five minutes to go and blew it. But yeah. tenth, like three points off the playoffs. Like it took him three years to get us to where he wanted us to. Two or three years to get us to where we wanted to be. Um, but nah, I wouldn't have him back. I'd, I wouldn't have Slav either. Um, people call me crazy about it, but 
we haven't got the players to play his system. Yeah. Nearly got sacked from Fulham for trying to play the system, and he got very, very lucky to bring in Mitrovic and someone else in as well. Maybe sh- no, I'm sure. I'm um, sure it was this year. I can't. Anyway, um, it was last season, and he was very, very lucky not to get sacked, and then he went making this incredible run from December and ended up getting promoted. Um, but it, again, maybe he'd be two or three years down the line because he adjusted a new style and similar to what Gary Monk was playing. So I think it's a drastic change as well from mm. Pulis, isn't it? So you're going to have to give him time and multiple transfer windows to implement yeah. what he wants to. So I don't know. I think a lot of Borough fans are kind of expecting. Or I get the feeling they're expecting like quick success, yeah. almost, and you're not going to have that on Yukanovic. But it's yeah. it's it's a difficult question because who do you go for? Yeah, that that's the thing when you when you put the names there. I, I mean, unless you're like we we sort of looking up, um, digging who's you know who's been out of a job for a while. But there's not any that really spring to mind. There's those two, but then someone pointed a good one out um, the other day um, in the comments. Was it, the, was it Lincoln City manager uh, or Lincoln City yeah. manager? Um, yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? Like, if uh, people always want to go for a name that they've heard of, and obviously people are saying Yukanovic because he's got you know, a team promoted, and Karanka because he's been here before, he's got us promoted. Um, but, you know, th- there is a possibility to possibly go with someone um, unknown, and it could work out. But at, for me, at the moment in time, it, it's just kind of um, to see it out with Pulis and see how it goes. Um, I don't think he's obviously the, the best man for the job, but. Um, like Dana said, it would be an, a very unwise decision at, at the time. To well, I'm looking at like the managers available just out of curiosity. Um, you've got Sam Allardyce, which would probably be the if you were to ch- kick Pulis out, you get Allardyce in because he plays a very similar style, and mm-hmm. people will fucking grill me for that. But it'd be the more similar style of play. You've got yeah. Pardew, you won't want Pardew. Steve Bruce, I think he's just been appointed He's Chef, Chef Wednesday. Anyone fancy Tony Adams, anyone? Uh, Paul Hackenbottom, Paul Clement, uh, Brian McDermott, Ian Holloway, Mark Warburton, um, Kenny, Kenny Law, Perth Glory. How long has Mark Warburton been out of a job? He must, Mark um, Wahlberg? No, Mark Warburton. <laughs> he, was, uh, yeah, he, he managed Brentford that year and we beat them in the playoffs, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and did he go to Rangers or something like that? Probably Rangers got sacked, yeah. yeah. But again, like... There's not many managers out there who would probably oh, do yeah. a very there's good of, job. There's none of them that have sound like they have a, a great history there, and they're going to come in and do something, you know, wildly different or do anything that's going to be. Yeah, that was obviously managers available, but there's probably managers yeah. who <coughs> I think we probably have to approach someone who's already in the job to get us back uh, to where we want to be. But I think Pulis should stay until probably the end of the season anyway. Um, but if he does stay, um, do we need to adjust formations? I think we probably need to adjust from the the seven two one. Um, and we've mentioned it in the past really I think with Van La Parra coming it's going to give us a new outlet so um, 4-2-3-1 I know we mentioned the 4-4-2 diamond um, which we did revert to and I'll probably come back to that in a second but actually this it's Ben he said is it a scapegoat blaming the players or, or, or like slash lack of width uh, that we have we've got width in Chapman Taverni and creativity in Downing and Wing obviously cover or improvement is needed in those areas um, and cover in the fullback positions too. But should we return to the four-two-three-one, which strikes a balance? Elliot, do you want to go? Should we um, to it? Yeah, I, I would. I would like that. Yeah, um, I think with some of the players that you mentioned there, it would fit the system. Um, if you had, you know, if Chapman's fit, um, having Chapman and, and Tav out wide, and then playing Downing in the hole because I think he's a lot better centrally. Mm-hmm. He, he likes to be there anyway. He always drifts inside. Um, 
and sort of leaves friends sort of covering attack and defence on that whole left side. And then, you know, I think we, you might have been saying it to me, uh, you know, off the podcast or on the last podcast that, you know, wing could almost be how Ledbitter was back with Clayton in the day where, you know, Clayton would be the one that would sit back a lot more and mm-hmm. Ledbitter was sort of the forward thinking of the two sort of holding midfielders. So then, you know, wing could be that person who does that. Um, and then, you know, if either of them two are out of sorts, you've still got House and Besic and Saville who can, you know, fit into all of those systems because I think even Saville's played uh, a cam position before, a number 10 position. So, um, you know, you could fill in for Downing as well. Yep. So it, it does strike a good balance if you, if you, we do have players that can play it. So. Yeah, I agree. We have the, the players that can play it, but I think it's probably, I think the issue with it is that there's, there's virtually no cover. Um, you know, number ten, there's Downing, Braithwaite's gonna be gone in January. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, maybe maybe the lack of, of covering certain positions is why Tony Pulis hasn't uh, hasn't gone with it and is strayed away from it. But in terms of like, uh, is it scapegoat blaming the, the players on lack of wit? Obviously, we're in we're in need of some, um, and it you know it, it annoys me that we leave the one player that provides us with. Pace, a bit of pace and width in Tav on the bench. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with Lewis Wing and, and creativity. I mean, Lewis Wing at the start of the season was was fantastic for us. I thought, and I think he was very unlucky to to be dropped. I mean, yeah, he might be naive and he's come straight from the league. You have to remember that. Um, but if the players are providing you with something you don't have and you're leaving him out of the team, then what sense does that make? No, um, yeah, I, I I agree with everything that you've, you've said. Really, um, I think with Lewis Wing, um, I know we mentioned it a few podcasts um, prior, and it was more or less he's out a little bit out of position. Um, but I kind of feel like we need that a little bit more now. Um, when I look back and hindsight's a beautiful thing, but sometimes we need something to not be as like, tactically strict, but just try and break defenses down. Yeah. Um, I think when he came on 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 Saturday. On, Saturday, was it? Jesus Christ. When was it? When was yeah, it? I, I, mean, I keep saying Saturday, but it's, it was whatever day Boxing Day was. Wednesday, Wednesday was Whatever it, day yeah. Boxing Day was. Um, he came on He came on the pitch. He unlocked um, the, the Sheffield's the defence. I remember that ball. It was like, I think it was like the 80th, the minute He gets the ball. He sprays it right, right across the pitch to Tav. Tav gets it in the box and made a great chance. Like, yeah, there was a chance as well where I think he played like 1 2 with Bessic and then had a shot. And to be fair, like the shots that yeah, we had against yeah. Wednesday were like Edlin Guardiola like shots like Rosette. But that one was pretty close. That's what I mean. He's not he's not afraid to have a go from outside the box. Obviously we've seen him do it against Palace. Um, when I watched the highlights from the Reading game, he attempted one as well, which I think he brought a good save. Like no one else is really gonna have a go. Housen does every now and again, but it feels like he's he's told off for doing it almost because he, he attempts it that you know, he doesn't attempt it that often, but Wing, that's what I mean. Like he was on the he came on the pitch, he played that ball like you said, he had that shot like you said, and we just looked better when them two were on the pitch. So it, it's baffling for Tony Pulis to come out in his press conferences after and say, "Oh, we don't have this," and it's like, well, you've just seen that you do have that. Obviously, we need more of it. Um, you know, get more players in who can do that. But you, you've got two, and you left them on the bench. So. Yeah, I think you got his tactics completely wrong. On on, on <coughs> he was saying trying to say Saturday but on Boxing Day, I think you got his tactics completely wrong. Um, reverting to a four four two diamond in the second half, um, I think was a mistake. Um, just the reason being that friend and McNair aren't the quickest, and if you're going to play that system, you're going to have to have quick wing backs. Um, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm looking at players and like 
in this league that we've played that system. We've got, we've got Henry, we've also got Jordan Obeter out of Redden. I think he's still at Redden. Um, Derek Williams at Blackburn. The quick left back, we can get up and down the pitch. Friend doesn't have that as much now. Um, and also, if you want to look at right backs, it probably will be, like, I think it's the key, or how do you say his name? Uh, Daniel yeah, the guy that Forrest, yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah. Or whatever. Well, however, whatever you say, but that pace works in abundance. England did so well with it. Like under Sven Goran Eriksson, because we have like Gary Neville and uh, Ashley Cole bombing up the pitch all the time. We just we just don't have that, and you bring on two strikers who like to head the ball, but you're putting crosses in over the red. Like, I just don't, I just didn't get it. And then he obviously he changed it again. We didn't really change it to be fair. Put tab in the hole and then put wing on the um, on the right hand side of play, and then it felt like Johnny Housen was playing left mid at some point, and I was like, I was sat there and I, I looked at you and I was thinking. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, like, what is actually going on? I just felt so dejected and so bored at our style of football, and I just thought maybe he could potentially go on. I know you. you bit. I literally at one point that handball incident was it handball? Did oh, anyone see? Because what, I wasn't what, watching it. Ball over the top, and it. Oh, so yeah. So it, it, the ball's over, over the top. The defender's not even looking, and it just hit his arms like down. But just hit him on his arm like he had, he had no idea where the ball was. I think he's the defender was expecting the ball to go right over him. It was thrown in, but it just didn't. Like I don't think it was on ball now. Well, I wasn't even watching it. You know what I was doing? I was like trying to match people's shirt numbers up because I was that bored. I was like, "Where's Reach? Put Reach next to Fry because they both have twenty on the back of their shirts." Literally, I was that bored. I was like, "What am I watching here?" I'm like, <laughs> "You feel alright?" I know, I know it's Christmas and that, but it was it was quite a boring game. Like it uh, was like I was. <coughs> it's the same with the the home game before that. Like the most entertainment I got from that game was when some lad in the south stand took his shirt off and was like. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I was, I was, I was. It was the same uh, with the Sheffield fans, probably where you were sat. But there was uh, that, that guy, that the Sheffield fan. I think he's a big England supporter as well. He's always at the England games, but he had, he had his shirt off. Oh yeah, he's always you know, there. Giving Jim to the South Stand. It was just, <laughs> it, it was hilarious. It kept, it kept us entertained. To be honest, because when, when like the, when we were just like, sort of passing it around our. Um, thing we were trying to play out from the back, and we we, we ended up just coming to Ayala and he's just launching it. Then you just think, what, what are we, what are we watching here? Ayala always does that. Yeah. It annoys me. It gives me the fear of Daniel Ayala. Every time he plays, I just every time I watch him on the ball, I just think he's gonna lose it. He's gonna fuck up. I've never trusted him since the Norwich playoff final. Yeah. Never. Don't. I, just I haven't trusted it. him since. Um, <laughs> he just he's just too like I don't know. What's I don't want to say shit, but like. Just, I feel like erratic is the right. Erratic is probably the best word for it. Yeah. Um, but let's move on. Ipswich um, on Saturday. Well, it is Saturday. I'm sure it's Saturday. <laughs> Whenever it switches, um, it's, we're in that period where we don't know what day it is. We're all off work and it's great. So, um, Ipswich, bottom of the league. Paul Lambert's manager, Linker Rooney Gestead, of course. Elliot, I'm very, very no, sorry. No, you I'm, don't want to say by Rooney. Lifted, yeah. um, Dana, how do you think Ipswich are going to settle play? Um, or Elliot, whoever wants to answer it. Uh, what are you expecting from the game on? Well, you mentioned they're the bottom of the league, so that's an automatic borough defeat. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, the, I mean, they don't score. I think the, the second lowest score is in the league. Um, it's weird because if you look at the farm table, I think we're 20th, they're 21st. So we're both struggling. Six-pointer. This has got a nil-nil written over it. Well, no, I, to, to be honest, I don't know. Um, I don't know much about the matter. I think, is it... 
I'm not even noticing or something. Yeah, the, the left back. back. Yeah, we were he, linked with him in the summer, yeah, weren't we? He's a decent player. Um, yeah, but when I, like I said, I was I was doing a bit of research on last night and when looking at the team, I didn't know half the players. The, the names that struck out to me that I knew was uh, Knudsen, Luke Chambers, that Trevor Chalabar, who was, who was awful in the return fixture when we played at, yeah. uh, at their ground. He, he was terrible. Um, Freddie Sears, and that was it. Um, i seen that they're set up in a, a 4-2-3-1. They might change that now because um, Grant Ward just got injured the other day and he's out for nine months. So... Uh, unfortunate injury, so you might um, uh, they might set up a bit differently, um, but you know we should we should be beating Ipswich at home. I mean, if we if if they if they go a goal up first, it's going to be absolute hell on the the fans are going to be absolutely furious because they've I think what did I I can't remember I think I think the stat that they've only scored something like six, yeah, got six goals away from them or something daft like that, and I'm thinking well. If we set up to f- like in a, a similar formation that we did uh, against Sheffield, then it's it just so negative. Do you know what I mean? We need to be going at them to the first minute. Get play wing, play tab, um, and you know, and put pressure on them. Get get balls in, play balls through for Brit how he likes them from wing. And yeah. mm. I thought we were really poor in that re- in the return leg at Portman Road, even though we won oh, quite yeah. comfortably. <coughs> yeah. I remember watching the game and. There was the, both the goals errors. were pretty much individual errors. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from that, we just kind of cruised to victory. They didn't look like they were going to score. We didn't look like we were going to score. We just got lucky, and then oh, we made the made Downing look like pick any good winger you ever want in the world, and the Downing was like that, and it was just incredible. Like Down Downing's goal was just like when I was watching, I was thinking like it looks good, but when you just look at how bad the defending was. <laughs> No, I agree. Um, agree. Well, they're set up in the four-two-three-one. I think they'll put Norm Paul Lambert in his style. He's probably going to play the long ball over the top, long, big long uh, to the centre forward. He's going to play a chest it down. He's going to spread to the wingers and he's going to try and get the box. It's going to be the battle of the dinosaurs, pretty much. He's going to call Tony Pulis a dinosaur. Um, but Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, it's Jurassic Park. No, no, no. But if I think you, I agree with you, Elliot. We just have to attack from the front, like. This is the perfect game for Tony Pulis to silence a few critics. Right, get a three or four nil win. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm being exaggerating. Get a one, <laughs> get a one nil win. Right, have three shots on target and get the, send the fans all happy. It's a perfect opportunity for him. If I was him, I'd be rubbing my hands and thinking, "Oh, right, perfect man." We, we, you know, if we picked up the points that we were, we wouldn't be in this like complete not. We just it's a mess. We're still fifth. Yeah. Like I don't even know how we're fifth. Yeah. But um, it's a perfect game for him. I think we're going to probably set up in that in the seventy-one again. Um, friends going to be on, on the wing, obviously, um, and probably we'll get eight one or something. But um, Elliot, we'll go with you. Start off first your lineups and prediction, and then we'll go to you as uh, well. Um, just some quick facts before I give the uh, lineup. Um, I'm just looking at if Switch have conceded at least two goals in the last eleven away matches. Um, well, so you know, it, it should it should be looking, you know, that we we should be you know putting two past them. They've been under two point five goals or scored in ten of Middlesbrough's last eleven home games, so it shows obviously we're not notoriously big scorers. <laughs> and Ipswich have uh, been uh, losing at both half time and full time in five out of the last six away matches. So you know, we're bound uh, to get half time, half time, full time bet uh, could be a good one, but. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm going to give the lineup that I think we should go with. I don't know um, whether Tony Pulis is going to go with this. Um, so I'll go with uh, Randolph in goal. Um, 
I'm assuming Shotton's probably not going to be fit for the game still. Um, so I'll go Paddy McNair. I thought, to be honest, in the first sort of 20 minutes, he looked all right. We both kind of said, um, you know, he was looking all right. Okay, yeah. um, I'd go with Dale Fry. Um, you know, he, he plays out from the back. Um, I hope he, you know, keeps on attempting that. He's just going to launch balls forward like uh, Ayala. Um, due to Ayala's mistakes, and I think Flint's getting a bit like that as well. He's getting a bit erratic, and he seems to be giving the ball away, missing chances from 0.5 yards out. I'd put Danny Bart in there as well with Fry. Um, friend on the left. Yeah. Um, Clates, um as a holding sort of midfielder, I would like to do a four-two-three-one. We get some more players in, but I'll go with four-three-three for now. Um, Wing and Savile um, as the two centre midfield positions in front of Clayton. Um, I just think I think Bessett should be dropped just for the the way he's been playing lately. Yeah, Housen he probably hasn't been that bad, but I'd prefer to play with Wing and Savile. Um, Savile was brought on brought here under the pretenses that he's a goal scoring midfielder, um, and we've converted him into a high quality left back. Yeah, <laughs> so we need to just you know if he's if he's got those qualities in him, then push him and wing further for uh for further forward. You know, uh, get them having shots on goal, getting them playing balls through to a longer, get them you know spraying the passes out wide to to George Friend or to Tav or whoever. Yeah. Um, on the wings, then I'm gonna go strangely actually not strangely because they, they do swap throughout the game, but I'm gonna start. I I would like to see Tav start on the left. Yeah. Um, instead of Downing because I think when Downing plays on the left he always likes to drift inside to play in that cam position and he leaves Friend absolutely isolated and Friend's required to do all the running then and I think if Tav's on that side then he's going to make up that ground and, and Friend isn't going to get you know sort of um, mm-hmm. someone coming in from behind him all the time uh, so in that case and I'd move Downing out to the right um, McNair won't push up as much Downing can you know cut inside he can overlap and McNair's got a little bit more pace than Friend you'd think seems like he's about five years younger than him um, and then I'd go with Britt up top he's you know, the most prolific goal scorer, the, the striker we have and you know um, I'm going to go with 4-3-3 uh, three, three. Uh, Randolph in goal um, if Shorten's fit then Shorten at right back but if he isn't then McNair I've gone with pretty much the same defence as, as Elliot apart from uh, Ayala in for uh, Danny Bart just because I think um Bart and Fry, I think, could work, but I think there's that, I don't know, the f- more familiarity, I guess, with uh, with Ayala and Fry. Friend left back, to be honest, I love George, but if there was another left back, I'd probably put them in there, but we don't have one, so it's just going to have to be George. Um, love George. It'll probably Sorry. pop up with like, the winner now, won't it? We will. <laughs> George Friend bore his top scorer, Jermaine. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, Clayton, obviously the holding midfielder, just um, in front of him, uh, Housen and Wing. And then uh, the three up front would be Tav, Downing and Britta Belonga. I'm kind of picking similar teams here, but I've went over like a 4-2-3-1. And I've went with Randolph, McNair, Fry, Ayala, Friend. I felt like I said Friend twice there. Um, but it's Fry, Ayala, Friend. Clayton, Wing, um, two defensive midfielders. Downing on the right, Savile in the 10. Um, and Tav on the left. And Jordan Kugel up top. It's interesting that none of us have gone for uh, Aidan Flint. I just think Aidan Flint needs like 
not like a rest, but I just think he's been a bit like not not you know like dodgy. I just don't think he's been himself before. Yeah, like he's, he just he felt like he's always just had a, a given in the team, and he's just went out of sorts a bit, hasn't he? So just kind of let him, him kick up the backside give and say, him, you know, you're not, you're, you're not you're not a first name on this team sheet. You've got to play a lot better, keep your place. If I'm honest, though, I think we'll probably play Randolph and goal. We'll play McNair. We'll play. I think we'll play four at the back. I think we'll go four three three, and I think Randolph and goal. McNair, um, I think Flint will start with Ayala and Fred at the back. I also think Clayton will start in midfield with um, Johnny Houston and George Savile. Again, I don't think we're going to make the team. Mm-hmm. And on the wings, we're going to probably go down and I think Tab will start and I think Hugo will as well. Or we could play 7-2-1. Or try and grind out a result. Um, score predi- actually, before we go score prediction, we're going to go crowd prediction first. No, we've never done it before. Um, but there was obviously a bumper crowd for Boxing Day. Um, do you think we'll lose quite a lot of fans at the weekend, Els? Yeah, definitely. I think I think naturally it went up anyway because it's kind of a traditional game for people to go and people on for Christmas on Boxing Day. But I think it'll be back down to about maybe twenty k, twenty one k, if that on the weekend. Um, you know, and if without the red faction, I think I think the lads in the red faction are doing a, do a great job. Without them. The atmosphere would be shocking as well. Like it's quite bad at times now, anyway. But if there wasn't the sound of them singing throughout the game and the drum, then it'd be absolutely atrocious going there. Dana, you something in twenty twenty one k? I don't know. I think yeah, just just about twenty one thousand. I reckon. Mm. Uh, so the reason why I asked, I think, is the FA Cup games coming up against Peterborough. Um, I spoke with my dad about this this morning, and it was just like. This could potentially be probably the lowest gate for a Borough FA Cup game probably ever at home. Mm. Um, just, like I already mentioned just then, but there's no incentive to go. Borough playing crap. Um, we can't score anyway. We just got beat up another League One team. Like, why would you spend like another 10, 20 quid to go to the football match when I'm looking around and I'm seeing Aston Villa giving out free tickets to every single season ticket holder? And I'm thinking, well, what's the point? Mm. <laughs> Do you, would you probably agree with me there? Or yeah, no, I, or think it, I think it ties into the point you were saying on the podcast last week where there's kind of a, a disconnect. I think we're quite, I don't know, I feel like they're just so far away from everything. You know, that it would be fantastic to have, like, I don't know, a ticket offer or just, I don't know, bring your kids, kids for a quid or something just to get the crowd up. Because, um, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's an FA Cup game. It's against League One opposition, which, I mean, everybody... Nobody wants to kind of uh, shit on uh, League One teams or whatever, but you don't really. It's not the most famed game and, and exciting game. It's not one that you put in your diary and look forward to. So to give that kind of bit of a boost to to get the crowd up would be good. But I don't know whether it'll be <clears throat> the lowest crowd. I don't know what the lowest crowd is, but it's definitely going to be a. There'll be quite a few empty seats now. It'll be it'll be yeah. freezing because of that. By the way. Yeah, I know. It, will, it will remind me of was trying here again. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll probably be sub ten k. We'd probably be looking at um, because I just think, like you said, it's, it's probably going to be cold. There's, there's no real incentive to go. There's no, you know, there's no discount or anything. It's just after Christmas, it's like the start of January, isn't it? The first week of January, like people that you know, some people have like a a five week month as well. They got paid just for Christmas, so they've, they've got to make the money last. And you think, well, am I going to spend twenty quid going to watch, watch Borough against Peterborough? Probably not. So. Give me an incentive. Yeah. Like, connect with your fans a little bit and you might actually... Some of, some of your season ticket holders, are, like we said last week, they're the core of your fan group and 
there's no there's no extra nothing extra you're just paying the money to just go out you're saving seven quid per ticket which is but what was that golden lot. ticket like the following the weekend like there's no stopping like someone's walking on the ground like early and just picking the ticket up I didn't no, see yeah. it was it like five percent off drinks or something I, I don't know what the road up, but it, it was it was a bit weird that because you know if someone else was to take it first, I know they had the thing where you had to kind of check to make sure it was you, but I thought it was a bit yeah, it was a bit weird. Yeah, and I was there <coughs> going for three, the five cost me at Riverside, but you have to pay for it still. Alright, <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea, that man. Pull it down. Um, anyway, score predictions. Um, can we? Are we going to beat Ipswich this time? Mm. I'll say this time we're we going to beat them again. Um, or is it going to be another horrible result? at the Riverside. Go on, Dana, we'll start off with you. Score prediction. Are we happy Dana <laughs> or miserable Dana today? Um, I, d- I don't know. I'm, I'm bored Dana, I guess, because I'm going to go for a nil-nil. Got a hard, I don't know hard why Brexit nil-nil. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just that, that's just in, in my head. Elliot? I'm going to go with my gut. Um, I want to be quite positive just because I think it's probably the best game we could ask for after getting beat uh, Um against Chef Wed. Um with some of the stats I've pointed out with them, um, you know, we've been playing bad lately but they are awful. Um so I've just I just gotta think that, you know, some of the goals are probably gonna come from individual errors as well. Um I just think with some of the stats it's back in Borough's favour. Um and I think if you know if Tav starts from the outset, um then I think we'll definitely go on a win. So I'm gonna go the same score line that we had at their ground, two 0 I want to change my name. I'm going to go one nil. I'm going to be positive. No, you know what? You since you said it. Two nil. You know what else? Since just because we sit next to each other, yeah. I'll go. I'll follow, follow that as well. I'm going to go um, two goals to nil um, as well. Uh, but Danny, you sure? One nil, nil nil. Yeah. Well, I was just uh, I just had a look at their team on uh, Elliot's beloved who scored and. Um, yeah, I can't see any any sort of uh, threat from them, and I think we, you know, th- there'll be a massive kick up the arse from Borough's, uh, you know, side of things after the defeat on Boxing Day. So I don't think it's going to be entertaining by any stretch of the imagination. But I think we'll we'll just uh, we'll get a goal, and that'll be it. <laughs> well, that settles it then. That settles the Borough Breakdown podcast as well. Um, thank you very much for listening, Dana, Elliot. Thank you very much. Come on again. I know we're all all absolutely dying today as well. So just to get this out, but um, this is the Board Breakdown podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We're back in the new year, so have a good one. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Avanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Avanelli spots out. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.